0: we are to think about the fact of lord what will you have me to do you know i know for a fact that there are a lot of people that are not interested about what i need to do or what me needs to do but they're only interested in what others need to do i have heard people over the years say well you know so and so should have done something because it's his responsibility to listen to the truth and and obey it but what we need to understand it's the responsibility of all of us to listen to the truth it's my responsibility it's your responsibility and i cannot overemphasize that this morning so during the course of this gospel meeting we're going to talk about the theme lord what will you have me to do what will you have me to do this morning what will you have me to do concerning obedience I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 6. I want to read just a few verses in Romans 6, beginning in verse 16. Paul writes, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked, that ye were the servants of sin, that ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. And being then made free from your sins, you became the servants of righteousness. Notice in those three verses, four times the Apostle Paul mentions the word obey or obedience. We need to understand that either we are obeying righteousness or we are obeying unrighteousness. It's our responsibility to understand that. It's my responsibility to understand that, that I'm either obeying unrighteousness or righteousness. I'm either obeying God or I'm obeying the devil, one or the other. So as I think about obedience this morning, I want us to look, first of all, at the fact that we are to obey, continue to obey God after we become a Christian. I'm not going to do uh, a lot about this because we're going to be talking about our primary obedience. But after I become a Christian, I have a responsibility to continue to obey God. For instance, when John was writing to 1 John chapter 1, and verse 7, he said that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of his Son, Jesus Christ, cleanseth us from all sin. If I do what? If I walk in the light. I have a responsibility after I become a Christian to walk in the light of God's Word. Many people fail to realize that. So after they become Christians, they think that they're already free. They're already home. They've already made it to heaven. But that's not the case. You need to remember this morning, in order to make it to heaven, God expects you, just as we talked about in our Bible study, God expects you to do something. Just as Saul had asked, Lord, what will you have me to do? God told Saul, go into the city of Damascus and there to be told thee what thou must do. There was something that Saul had to do, and there's something that we have to do. Now, what about our primary obedience to the gospel? How do we become Christian? Well, first of all, and and I was reading a book. In fact, I read the book several years ago, and I started reading it again this past week. Um, Baptism, the Believer's Ceremony. It was written by F. Lagarde Smith. And as far as I'm concerned, F. Lagarde Smith missed the point. In fact, in that book, F. Lagarde Smith uh, teaches what I consider to be false doctrine. Some people might not agree with that, but... I think that to be the case. One of the things he said is that we have, over the years, talked about how, you know, we have the plan-able, uh, the plan of salvation, obedience to God, and we talk about the five finger plan. And he says it's not a five finger plan. Well, I understand in in some way what he was saying because after you obeyed the gospel of Christ there is still something for you to do that's what we've already talked about god still expects us to continue to obey him. we will sin but we can repent of that sin we can ask god as john went on to say to forgive us of that sin but there is if you want if you please a five finger plan obeying the gospel let me talk about that just a moment God expects us to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You remember in Romans chapter 10, he said, How can he hear? How can someone hear without a preacher? You either have to hear the gospel of Christ by reading this book right here, by hearing a gospel preacher preach this book. Now, I I want you to understand this morning that there are some who call themselves gospel preachers who will not preach this book. And in the denominational world, there are many Preachers, in fact, most of them will not preach this book. If they will, they won't stay there long. They won't accept them. But we're going to have to preach this book. So one of the things that I have to do is hear the gospel. I have to hear the word of God. I can't obey unless I hear. You will not, and I assure you this morning, you will not accidentally obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you obey it, it will be intentional. And if you simply go through the motions, then you've not obeyed the gospel of Christ. Not only must we hear, but we must believe this book. We must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We must believe everything in this book. There's not a thing in this book that I do not believe. I believe everything that the inspired writers wrote. You remember Jesus said, John 8, verse 24, except you believe that I'm He, He said, you shall die in your sins. There are a lot of people in the world that don't think that you have to believe in Jesus Christ. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, except you believe that I'm He. Who? The Messiah? The Son of God? He said, You will do what? You'll die in your sins. But you've got people to say, Well, it's all right if I believe in Muhammad, if it's all right if I believe in uh, some other individual or some other deity or some other God. But, folks, you can only believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God if you're going to make it to heaven. There's no other way. You must hear, you must believe, you must repent of your sins. Repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of life. Sometimes we talk about repentance. Repentance is not necessarily being sorry. It's part of it. It leads to actually repentance. Repentance is a turning away from. If you are not a child of God, in order to be able to become a child of God, you must repent. Turn away. You must turn away from what? From your former life. Some people say, well, my life's pretty good. Well, that's okay, but you're still not a Christian. You're still not a child of God. You have still not obeyed the Lord, even if you think you're a pretty good fellow. You must obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no other way to make it to God. So not only must you hear and believe and repent, but you must also confess. You remember the eunuch in Acts chapter 8, whenever Philip, he asked Philip, Uh, see, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? You remember what Philip said to him? If thou believest believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And it was on that occasion that the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They stopped the chariot. He got down out of the chariot, went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him and he came up out of the water. So baptism, which is what we're going to talk about primarily through our lesson, is what? It culminates... Hearing, believing, repenting, and confessing. It culminates it. I'm not saying that baptism is more important than hearing, or believing, or repenting, or confessing. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you will not culminate what God wants you to do unless you are baptized. In the denominational world, folks, most denominations do not believe that baptism is necessary for the remission of sins. They do not believe it is necessary for one to become a Christian. They do not believe it is necessary for one to get into Christ. But that's, what, that's not what the Bible teaches, as we're going to see this morning. Now, I want you to, if you would, turn to uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. And I, I'm, I'm not going to go there this particular moment. I just want to want you to hold that because we're going to go there in just a little bit. I don't know if you understand. In fact, I don't know that most people understand. There are over 100 references in the New Testament to the subject of baptism. And I don't know if people understand that when you read these references in the New Testament, the biblical references that are there, baptism is significant to our salvation. And and this teaches these passages teach this, and I wanna I just want to uh, give you these passages, you can write them down, you can look them up later. In fact, I believe all of you are familiar with them. You remember on one occasion Jesus said Except ye be what? Except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew eighteen Verse two and three. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And Jesus said, except you be born again, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He went on to say in verse 5, after Nicodemus had said, Lord, um, how can a man when he's old enter or be born again? Can he enter again into his mother's womb and be born well, that was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous question. In fact, I think our Lord went on and pointed out to Nicodemus, He said, you're a teacher. You're, you're one that teaches, yet you don't know these things. Isn't it sad? Well, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What Jesus was talking about as far as water was Baptism. Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, said this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now when Paul was saying, if a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Here's the question How does a man, woman, get into Christ? How does one get into Christ when we're talking about being a new creature? How do we get into Christ? Well, Paul tells us that. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For as many of you that are children of God, you are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Uh, How will you get into Christ? Well, Paul said you're baptized into Christ. You do not get into Christ by hearing. You do not get into Christ by believing. You do not get into Christ by repenting. You do not get into Christ by confessing. But you do get into Christ by baptism. Now, what I'm saying is that it is at this point that we culminate our primary obedience to the gospel of Christ. Now, there are a number of other passages. Romans 6 and verse 4. The Apostle Paul said that this is... How we began to walk in a newness of life, Peter said, "Baptism doth also now save us, verse three and verse 21. But I want you to look with me just a moment in the book of First Corinthians. Look at chapter six. Listen to what he said, beginning in verse nine. He said, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God." Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. I want to stop right there just a moment. The Apostle Paul enumerates a wide range of sinful activities. And when I think about all of these things that the Apostle Paul talks about, and, it's, and by the way, that's not an exhaustive list. If you want to read others, you can read Galatians 5, and, and you can even go back in chapter 5 of First Corinthians, and you can go to Romans chapter 1, and you can read a long list of things that the Apostle Paul enumerates in which if we engage in these things, listen again closely what he said, we shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's plain, isn't it, folks? That's not difficult to understand. But some people misunderstand it. Paul boldly declares, listen to him, verse 11, And such were some of you. You know, he's talking about past tense. They were these things, some of these things. Maybe not all of them, but some of these things. And he said, past tense, you were these things. You know, I look at the lives of people that uh, I've seen obey the gospel of Christ in years gone by, and I see that, that they have obeyed the gospel, and they were, they had done those things, but they quit doing them. They ceased doing them. You know, I don't know of anything that should excite us more than... To know that people that were involved in such things as this were forgiven of their sins and were able to be able to inherit the kingdom of God and become members of the body of Christ. Have the hope of eternal life. Paul went on to say, year washed. Year washed. What does he mean by year washed? Well, washing is a cleansing. But the washing that Paul's talking about here is baptism. How do I know that it's baptism? You remember when Saul was rehearsing to the Jews what had happened to him in Acts chapter 9? And Ananias came to him and he said, Saul, why tarryest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash thy sins away. Acts 22, verse 16. Do you understand that the cleansing that Paul was talking about here when he said you're washed is the... Act of baptism that washes away sins. I'm not talking about future sins. I'm talking about past sins. That's how our sins are washed away. And then Paul went on to say, not only are you washed, but he said you're sanctified. The word sanctified is a word that comes from hagios. And the word hagios is a word that means holy, set apart. God is holy. We're supposed to be holy. I know that we're not going to be holy like God, exactly like God, but God intends for us to be working toward being holy like Him. And the only way I can do that is continue obeying God in His Word. Setting apart. I have to have the willingness to be able to to do what God says. You remember... On one occasion, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, then who will, Lord, enter into the kingdom of heaven? He that doeth the will of the Father. But somebody says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the will of the Father. There's some things I like and some things I don't like. Well, folks, if you don't do the will of the Father in everything that the Lord commands within His Word, then you're not going to be able to enter heaven. Only those who do the will of the Father. You remember in Romans chapter 12, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. Conformed to what? To the world. What is he talking about? Not doing what the world does. Not engaging in the sins that we talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Not engaging in the sins that Paul enumerates in Romans chapter 1. He's saying that you cannot do these things and again inherit the kingdom of God. I must present my body as a living sacrifice. And one of the things that I... I recognize as I read this passage is that Paul said, I can be justified. In fact, he went on to say, you're washed, you're sanctified, you're justified. What does it mean to be justified? I cannot be justified on my own merit. I don't deserve it. Neither do you. There's no way that I can be justified by by saying I'm so good that God, I deserve salvation. That's not the case. You're justified. I received the forgiveness of sins through the sacrifice of my Lord Jesus Christ, but it's because I have obeyed Him. Now I want you to notice 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 beginning in verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you, Now this I say, every one of you saith, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, and I have Cephas, and I have Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now I I want to point out, the book of 1 Corinthians was written for a number of reasons. And I see as I read the book of 1 Corinthians that it was a sinful congregation. But they were still the people of God. In other words, God was giving them, Paul was giving them, time to repent. When Paul wrote to them in chapter 3, he said, I could not write unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Well, why couldn't he write to them as unto spiritual? Because they were engaging in some of these sins that we talked about in chapter 6. In fact, if you look in chapter 5, you'll see there was a man that had had taken his own father's wife. His stepmother. If you look in chapter 6, you'll find that brethren were suing brethren. They're taking each other to law. If you look in chapter 8, they were were eating meats that had been offered idols. If you look in chapter 11, you'll find that they were perverting the Lord's Supper. If you look in chapter 12 through 14, they were perverting spiritual gifts and misusing spiritual gifts. If you look in chapter 15, you'll find that they were, they were no longer accepting the fact that the resurrection was going to take place. So it is the case, as you read the book of 1 Corinthians, that you see Paul writing to the church and pleading with them To get rid of their sins. To cease their fleshly activities. You know something? The church at Corinth did exactly that. When you read the book of 2 Corinthians, that's the very reason Paul wrote it. It's because these brethren had straightened things out. In fact, they'd withdrawn from the brother that had taken his own father's wife. And Paul said... You need to accept him back. But I want you to notice two things. In order for someone to say, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas or Peter, I am of Apollos or I am of Christ, in order for someone to say that, here are two things that have to happen. Number one, they would have to be crucified for you. Well, listen to what Paul said again. Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? These people knew the answer to that. In fact, every single one of you today know the answer to that. Paul was not crucified for anybody. And had he been crucified for somebody somewhere in the first century, he wouldn't have done them any good except for the fact that he died for that individual. But when you look at Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died for all men. How do we know that? Well, that's what the Apostle Paul told us. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, that is, He came to this earth, put on flesh. Was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Do what? Christ did what? He tasted death for every man. Paul was saying that Jesus Christ was the one that was crucified for you, not him. The second thing that has to happen is not only must you have that person to be be crucified for you, but you need to be baptized in their name. Listen again to Paul. Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? There was not a single person at Corinth or any other congregation that was baptized in the name or by the authority of the Apostle Paul. They were baptized only by the authority of Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying this morning to you is in order for you to be in Christ, you must recognize that Jesus Christ, first of all, was crucified for you. And second of all, you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ by His authority. Now, undoubtedly, there are people here, as Brother Chad mentioned earlier, that have never obeyed the gospel of Christ. You're outside of Christ. The question this morning is, how do you get into Christ? We've already talked about that. You do not think your way into Christ. You do not get into Christ by walking into this church building. I think some people think that. You do not get into Christ by sitting down in the pew. You do not get into Christ by singing a song. You do not get into Christ by praying a prayer. If that's the case, then Saul should have been in Christ because, you remember, he prayed for three days and nights. How do you get into Christ? The same way that Saul did. Saul, when he said, when Ananias told him, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, Saul immediately did what Ananias said. And when he did what Ananias said, Guess what he did after that, folks? He continued to live faithful to the Lord. He understood, just as we talked about earlier, that you walk in the light. If you don't walk in the light, there is no forgiveness of sins. And the blood of Jesus Christ ceases cleansing us from sin. So I'm going to plead with you just for a moment to think about the fact, Lord, what will you have me to do? Where I go to church, they don't believe that baptism is necessary. That may be the case with you this morning. Or I don't think that that's really what I need to do. I'm afraid of the water. Well, don't be afraid of the water. The water's not going to hurt you. Chad won't let you drown, I assure you. So, Lord, what would you have me to do? If I'm outside of Christ, I need to get into Christ. The only way I can do that is by being baptized in the Christ. If I believe that He is the Son of God, and I believe everybody in this assembly this morning believes that, I take that for granted. Are you willing to turn away from your sin? Are you willing to repent? Are you willing to stand before others and confess that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? If that's the case, you can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. As Peter said on the day of Pentecost, for the remission of your sins. The Lord will then, not me, not some other man, the Lord will then add you to his church. Acts 2, verse 47. Do you need to obey If you do, will you come as we stand together and sing?